Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. You are listening to the COB podcast here at AusBiz. It is May the 6th. I'm your host, David Scott, joined today by the one and only Annette Beecher. Annette, uh, look, what a bloodbath. Uh, it was a really, really ugly session. I think when we all woke up this morning, we saw what had happened on Wall Street. We knew it was uh, not ever going to be a pretty day. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, you get some sort of lead from Spy, as you know, Scuddy, but this time it really underestimated. I think the Spy was down about one and a half, and holy smokes, here we are, well over 2% down. So, yes, whatever... Uh, Quick pickup we had yesterday was well and truly wiped out today. One of those days where you just put down the phone and go enjoy the sunshine. Are you game enough to go and put a reason as to why we're going through this today? Because it is just so unusual. And compared to what the, the price action was 24 hours earlier, any, any guesstimates as to what exactly is going on? Well, I spoke to a few guys uh, earlier this morning from the US and it made it sound like they were happy to start with that the Fed did 50 instead of 75, but then they decided, you know what, that's not enough. If you want to get inflation under control, we don't think you've done enough. So it's it was one of those things where, as we discussed uh, this time yesterday, that uh, it sort of sounded like maybe the Fed hasn't really tighten financial conditions at all so of course the market will do it for them yeah i was a pretty uh, pretty scathing the view yesterday and uh, i don't like to go and to spend my time preoccupied i uh, know pointing out all the other policy errors that we're seeing from uh, from various central banks but the one thing is they held on to easy policy settings for far too long, too long when it was not required and now we've got this very tricky scenario that we're dealing with right now and so potential for tighter monetary policy settings again beyond what we've already got priced into the markets of course we hear from six individual FOMC speakers later on this evening and then non-farm payrolls uh, we're at a scenario now where instead of celebrating a strong report which it looks like it will likely be given, give, give, given all the data <laughs> that we've seen and everything else that's come out in the interim uh, it might even sell off in more than might see a bloodbath because we're seeing strong labour market conditions. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those cases where quite a few people said, oh, we don't care about payrolls. And to me, the minute you say that, it puts the kibosh. The market's looking for 400,000 uh, tonight and a tick down in the unemployment rate. So if we get a blockbuster payrolls report, I think that will be the positive. As you say, the positive will be a negative and they'll realise the Fed is deeply, deeply behind the curve. Yeah, even though we're seeing financial conditions tighten quite a little bit uh, from what, what they were, they're still very easy and they're still uh, very expansionary in the other scope, particularly when you go and lay over that, what's going on with the fiscal side of the equation, which is still uh, very, very positive and stimulatory for the, uh, the economy. Uh, to try and rein that back in, it's going to be more than just a, a handbrake. You're going to need to go stomp your foot on the gas and probably then some as well. Uh, where it ends up, and of course, uh, we saw the Bank of England last night uh, telling us that uh, there is a great but, risk that hmm. uh, we might actually be facing an actual recession yep. at some point Tight- next year. Tightening into a slowdown. I mean, that's certainly something I haven't heard about 
in my career that yeah there are only what four hikes in and of course dolly step hikes don't don't get me wrong cash rates around the world are barely one to one and a half percent right now uh, so they're trying to say look take a step back cash rates are still low technically they're highly stimulatory look where inflation is but it doesn't feel like it right now when we've just got a generation of investors and homeowners who've just never seen anything like it. Yeah, looking across the other uh, market map here, we're doing this just before the other uh, close of, uh, of trade here uh, to go and make way for the uh, the last call, which is coming up. Looking forward to having a beer after the, the day <laughs> we've had here. But uh, it's really noticeable that uh, long duration parts of the market, those growth parts of the market, the bond proxies are just getting absolutely smashed. We saw long bond yields again uh, you know, rise rapidly uh, last night, uh, all but uh, reversing the gains that we saw uh, in the previous session. So that uh, reflects what's going on when it comes to those concerns about the central bank policy response that we'll see in coming. Uh, and one thing that's really noticeable today as well, we've got lots of updates coming through, uh, some pretty impressive updates in the updates, service as well. Yeah. So uh, get this, so Macquarie Group, uh, I know I spoke to a few people before the other uh, market had opened. They said, oh, it's a great update and everything else. Uh, a great update. Well, I can tell you, it's uh, it's currently down close to eight percent. Mm. Uh, also, we've Not got the so likes much. of News Corp. Uh, record revenues coming through. Uh, big subscriptions. I uh, know growth as well to go and report. Uh, down seven point six percent. Uh, REA Group, uh, very similar, like a very strong number coming through when it comes to revenue. Uh, no, not enough. Uh, it's been sold off to around about 7.2%. Mm -hmm. It's just that kind of day. The only uh, thing, I'll, I'll jump in quickly because I just put the market wrapped together. Polynovo shot the lights out. It was open higher this morning and it's still higher. It's up 6%. It's the only one that actually gave us a trading update and the market has welcomed it. Although I have to say, um, I tweeted earlier a sea of green and made a joke about you need a magnifying glass to find green. There's a couple of greens coming into the end of the session. Consumer staples are coming back. Maybe when you're, um, maybe when you're heading into recession, Scotty, you just go back to cooking at home. Yeah, potentially. Well, that's what we saw during the pandemic, of course, of the other supermarkets. It's, uh, and if there's one place where you're probably going to uh, have more pricing power than most, it's in those staples areas. So that maybe explains what goes on in that particular area. Uh, look, uh, we talked about a lot of uh, a lot of red on screen, but uh, no nowhere is red more than Atomos' uh, square here on my market map, down 45%. Ooh. Uh, big, big decline. Uh, lots of uh, no, uh, no concern there about the uh, the the ground, the downgrade that came through unexpectedly. Clearly, mm. uh, nothing coming through before this update from the uh, from the company. Uh, look, it's such a splat. We decided to go and make it our co stock of the day on the call with Nadine. Uh, also threw in at Macquarie for good measure. So Junbei Lu from Tribeca Investment Partners and also Adam Dawes from Shore Partners joined Nadine to go and give their assessment on Atomus and Macquarie. Take a listen. Investing in Macquarie is not about buying for the next result, it's about invest for the next 5-10 years. Uh, amount of uh, investment they have put into all their renewables, all these assets um, that really have, uh, you know, sort of, um, what do you call it, um, the future proof their mm -hmm. asset pool yeah. uh, instead of just traditional banks where you just generate margin in lending and turning. So it's an incredible business. Uh, today was just really a <laughs> shareholder just saying, oh look, there will be consensus downgrade. Yeah, it's absolutely a part. The skeletons in the closet, I don't think they're all out yet. Okay, so there, we've seen one profit downgrade, we've seen a management change. There's probably another downgrade to come along here, and then that's probably the time to buy. 
but I think if you've got some, I think you'd be okay to hold because the technology is, is there and tech has been getting absolutely Yeah, the market is in no mood belted. to tolerate any sort and of bad And the reason news. why tech's getting belted is because everyone was willing to pay 100 times for these businesses. Now they're only willing to pay 30 times for these businesses and the value is now coming back down. So potentially at 30 cents, somewhere around there, there's some value in some of these things, but I don't know when the bleeding stops. So I'm going to say hold. And there we have it. So a dual buy on Macquarie, uh, like, the, uh, like the opportunity to go and buy that uh, investment bank on a pullback here. So that mm-hmm. is uh, going to be up for consideration. Not that long ago, it was well over north of 200 bucks. Correct. So this, this is a buy and dip. Correct. But uh, Atomos, uh, not liking the story and, and who would blame them given the other uh, newsletters coming out today. Uh, yeah, so that uh, would not be put up for consideration for the portfolio. Uh, where do we go from here? And at, uh, well, let's switch gears. I had a cracking chat with Chris Conway. He always makes my Friday morning so much easier. Buy, hold, sell. The theme this time around, of course, is a high inflation environment. He gives us names that we all know. So it's not that it's groundbreaking, but of course, he always gives us a great bunch of reasons as to why he's holding what he is, why he's buying what he is. What I liked was the sell. He's got a tech name that's a sell. But of course, the reason I highlight this is because a lot of analysts say it's a buy. So if you want a bit uh, something that a bit different to read over your weekend, have a listen to that in the show notes. You also had uh, two great guests on the, uh, the Global View today. Stepping in my, uh, my, in my shoes for, uh, for a, a brief interlude and uh, yeah, stealing my thunder and getting all the great guests <laughs> and the great conversations. So tell us through, you had, uh, you had Tim Davies from Holon, who uh, no, works in the uh, alternate uh, investment space. Uh, always has some uh, some deep thoughts as well, which you can go and apply to your investment portfolio. Uh, another guest that you had as well, talking about the Fed that was very, very interesting and, and certainly uh, caught your attention. Yeah, it sure did. Uh, in terms of Tim, he came in, um, as you say, from, from Holon. He, he deliberately looks for something different to talk about. And goodness me, if you want to reach into your textbooks, petrodollars, Scuddy. Oh, I was yeah. like, well, uh, we have a considerably younger audience here so I just said to Tim please explain what a petrodollar is and he just had a run through of course is that it's money made by oil and of course that money has to be invested in, in US dollars and basically he's saying where is are those dollars going to go so you might have to have a listen because it's an unexpected inflation hedge that hasn't performed too well lately yeah okay interesting uh, and uh, what, uh, what was this thing about the Fed at the moment oh yeah I thought this was fascinating so Scott Ladner I mean the poor guy he just came out of a five-hour board meeting because the markets are absolutely hosing everybody right now he's from horizon investments and we had the usual chat about why the market rallied and then why the market sold off so if you want some color on the ground the guy looks like he needed a drink that was for sure but he ran through some of the things that we talk about a lot defensive assets you know consumer staples he's looking at energy and uh, and he selected on tech although he did drop a couple of names but i just did ask him about the Fed and I said oh what about very softly softly on the QT side and he sort of and he basically gave the view that he thinks the Fed is totally uncomfortable with the balance sheet conversation because it's a market-driven reaction so he said they don't feel like they've got control over the QT narrative which is why they spend so much time talking about the cash rate and I thought well tell you what if you want a new narrative have a listen in on Scott's uh, explanation there as to why we got a pretty pathetic QT off the bat. 
Yeah, it's, it's funny how they can go and buy 120 billion per yeah, month uh, with, with not ease. Not so much. And talk Rolling that up, but uh, when it comes to actually uh, <laughs> unwinding that, uh, nowhere near as, uh, as as optimistic or uh, forthcoming when it comes to yep. information or the speed. We'll see what happens because uh, you know to go and tighten those financial conditions, you can only go and talk up rate hikes for a certain period of time until it actually has to be something else. The balance sheet, which is the obvious one at the moment, seven Simi- trillion. No, it's nine. Nine, 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 nine trillion. Tri- oh, sorry, quick so, seven trillion. Seven trillion wouldn't even get it back to where it was before oh, the pandemic. Goodness so, me, goodness me. Sense as to how much added on and how much of that there's liquidity is flushing around uh, the US owner financial system right now and the uh, the banking the excess reserves is just phenomenal and uh, that's contributing to this you know this outreach that we saw for anything and everything uh, over recent years which has just started to go unwind the tide is just starting to go back now so keep a close eye on that I have a, a bit of a, a discussion in my uh, my view today about what I'll be looking for in the sequence of events to go and start uh, you know uh, deploying fresh capital into these marketplaces certainly not at the moment uh, I think. Mm. There's still more downside to come. I've made that pretty clear yeah. in previous views. I'm, I'm glad I uh, t- took a bit of money off the table a couple of weeks ago. Gee, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Look, now, uh, actually, yeah. can I jump in? Yeah. Uh, of, of, uh, I know everyone's forgotten. I know everyone's sick of central banks. But today, the RBA gave us 70-odd pages of joy, the statement of monetary policy. Of course, I'm not going to run through it here and now. The biggest takeaway of all is that trim mean inflation is going to be above the 2 to 3% target band over the entire horizon. That is absolutely outstanding admission that they are at least 12 months behind the curve because even though the RBA assumes what's priced in goes into this statement and they're still saying we're not going to get inflation back into target. What an extraordinary admission that is. Yeah, it's an embarrassment. Let's be honest. The, uh, the RBA governor less than six months ago was saying he was finding it hard to reconcile with market pricing for aggressive. Unbelievable. Uh, at that stage, it was only about you know, probably 200 basis points of hikes this year. Now it's, uh, now it's nearly uh, another 100 basis points on top of that. And it uh, gives you a sense as to why I put a lot more weight on what the markets tell me rather than what the, uh, the economists, including central banks going to give me the information, tend to be uh, moving in line with market expectations rather than the other way around. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so, yeah, well, that, that just signals, of course. That, that we'll was a jaw-dropping admission Yeah, today we'll be seeing a lot RBA. more rate hikes from the RBA, at least in the, uh, the near term. And then where, how that goes and interacts with the housing market, well, I suspect it will slow it down very quickly. And then we'll have to go and reverse some of those moves at some point, either it's next yeah. year or the year after. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So, look, it's been a very ugly day. We'll see what Wall Street has in store for us tonight. Futures are down again here in Asian trade. I can tell you that uh, looking at the uh, the Shanghai Composite in China, it is sitting right on a long-term support. And I'm telling you, talking about a support that goes back over a decade. So Ooh. Chinese equities are certainly not uh, painting a pretty picture. That's our largest trading partner as well. And you can see why people are nervous out there. We'll see what uh, tonight brings. Uh, non-farm payroll support. That'll be out around about 12.30 in the morning here on the East Coast in Australia. We'll wake up and see what the headlines have to say. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, that will probably set the tone for us early next week. And it'll be another crackerjack. Lots of macro events as well uh, to go and navigate over the next week, including a US CPI report. Yeah, so we'll just, see that just, brings. A, just a quiet one. But let's, as you say, let's have a bit of a breather. Scuddy's been an absolute whipsaw of a session. Very soon we'll be uh, just heading into the last call. Make sure you join us for that drink and a wrap of the day and week. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. Stay safe out there. And we'll see you bright and early on Monday. See you then. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.